every morning quarterback live here on 1 p.m. on the East Coast on a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, we're going to be continuing our month-long coverage of the NFL preview. This week, we're tackling NFC and AFC North, and we have a very special guest here to help us do that today. Uh, NFL Network's own expert in analytics, the super smart and very talented Cynthia Freeland. Cynthia, how are you this morning? I'm great. I've got the glasses on. I've been coding because, you know, football's here 58 days till kickoff. Can you believe it? I, just that just that number got me. I'm all, I'm all excited now. <laughs> so excited. Yeah, super excited. I can't believe training camp's here in like one minute. So we're, we're getting after it, getting after it for sure. Oh, yeah. Things are definitely coming up on us quick. And before we get into the football, uh, I got to know, because I'm downright curious, I can't tell you how many times I was watching you on NFL uh, game day morning, an hour before kickoff, and I changed my my pick because it's something that you said, and you made me right. <laughs> so I want to I wanna go ahead and thank you for that. But I got to know, like, that analytics model, I think it's something that you have created. And I, I'm just curious of what are some of the factors that go into that model that help to project some of these outcomes? Oh yeah. So that's what I'm doing right now. That's the glasses, the, the like, un, you know, no brushing my hair situation. Um, basically what it does is it takes historical reference points. So things that happen, situations, downs, distances, what play was called, what type of defense they faced, what happened. And it, puts it all into context. So do you have a really good left tackle or maybe not so much things like that, right? It factors in personnel pairings, all the different things that go into what was called when it was called and then what happened after it was called. And then it looks to see, okay, what is similar to the past and what can we use from those similarities to project what would happen again in the future? So it's more likely that X or Y will happen given that A and B happened leading up to it. Wow. And, and do you have to go through and kind of pile all that information into probably like spreadsheets and then input it into the, wow, that's. Yeah. It's, it's some of it. So I use computer vision. So, which is good. I'd be like, you write this code and it kind of looks like, like the yellow line and it measures things for me, distances between different players, different objects, et cetera, and how fast the ball's going. So it, that helps me out. But then you have to go through and you look at last season every week I go through every single game, but then you got to go through the past season and see, Oh, we really are seeing a trend where, you know, younger quarterbacks aren't as able to uh, identify zone defense or, you know, two safety shells as as easily as their predecessors were. Super interesting stuff. And then you go with, yeah. I talk to coaches and asks, is, is this right? Am I seeing this right? And ask a defensive coordinator, is that what you called? Why did you call, you know, this type of defense against whatever? But it, it, the, the, the data bears it out. You know, you do see like Patrick Mahomes and, Josh Allen being less efficient, Joe Burrow less efficient against two safety shells than they are against man coverage or single safety, single high safeties. So stuff like that. Wow. And you just, is this causal or what's going on here? And if you like dig in and bother people on their vacations, because you know, this is a vacation season for all of the coaches. Yeah. So, but, yeah. but get after it and get better results for next year, even so that you guys at home, you can listen to the outcome. You don't have to do all the work right now. You can enjoy your summer and then we'll, yeah. we'll get back at it in 58 days. And then I just have to watch you guys on, you know, Sunday morning and then just pick your picks. And that's. <laughs> and I just hope I'm at least more than half right. Oh, I mean, <laughs> just at least the coin flip that I'm happy. <laughs> every single time I've changed it to something that you guys have said, it's been it's been right. Which brings me to my next question. Has there ever been a, a time? I know you also do the other shows where you're also picking games and 
Has there ever been a, a time where the model spits out an actual outcome that you kind of disagree with and you're like, oh boy, I really don't think that's going to happen? Well, I am from East Lansing, Michigan. So every time it picks the Lions to win, I'm like, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's in my bones. It's in my blood. I was born to think the Lions are going to lose. Every, But if you ask any Lions fan, it's not dissimilar. So no, I, I do. Yeah. Honestly, I get more of those gut feelings when it's like, something strange like i remember there was like this remember when the oh gosh it was like three years ago and the vikings were terrible and all of a sudden and i think the niner like they they were playing the niners it should have been super lopsided and it came up as like a very close game and i was like ain't no way like the spread in vegas was like 10 points or nine and a half something big and then the or you know something wild and then the vikings went i was like well i mean maybe maybe something was onto something you know so it was, See, it was wild that shows how how actually good the you know uh, model is at predicting the outcomes too well it gets it takes your emotion out of it right like because we're all emotional like, you're wearing jet stuff which means you yeah. have some emotions there so <laughs> yeah i'm very similar to what you were saying where every week i purposely pick my team to lose that way if they if they win i'm happy and if they lose right. then i'm right so it's also happy, right. <laughs> yeah. so i'm just trying to cover all my you know bases but um, that's really uh, fascinating stuff. And speaking of the Detroit Lions, let's take a look at their 2022. Uh, a lot of optimism starting to build with this with this team. And we know you're a huge Lions fan, as as you mentioned. I'm a Jets fan, so I can empathize. Uh, the uh, struggle is real. <laughs> but what should fans of the Lions be thinking about for this version of their team heading into 2022? Well, I think that, first of all, make room on the bandwagon because Dan Campbell is so likable and they're the Hard Knocks team. So people are going to be Lions fans for like a whole five minutes, you know, over the next two months uh, before this game starts. He's going to have a couple of clips, I'm sure, that are, that are going to be trending. I feel like a couple a week is more like it. Yeah. So. I mean, he's he's awesome. But there's a lot of – look, there, there are some teams that are – not so lovable losers, but the lions do a really good job of somehow being kind of lovable. Like I, I, you know, I, and I'm not, listen, I would rather them actually win games, but you know, this is, I'll take what I can get. But you know, when I look at the, when I look at this roster, they had a really nice draft. They had a nice off season for given where they were starting. Right. And, you know, I think if you look to see the, the types of like, I'm glad they didn't extend for a quarterback. If none of the quarterbacks were the ones that they wanted, I think Jared Goff, who has been to a Super Bowl, I don't think he's worth getting rid of completely, especially standing behind the O-line that he had last year. I, I actually really like the decision that they made to do that. So I, I love that we're looking at DeAndre Swift here because I think that's one of those fantasy people that I really like. I think this offense has a little more juice and a little more wiggle than people give them credit for. And I mean, I know like Amon Ross St. Brown, like obviously came on for fantasy owners last season pretty late, but it's, you know, TJ Hawkinson is one that I'll be, you know, this, if you don't get one of the, the the three or five premier tight ends, he's one that I think will be, you know, maybe your number six or something. So I, I think there are some things to, to really appreciate and love about them. And I also think that the fact that their secondary is terrible means if you are a fantasy player, um, and you should keep, you should think about the pass catchers because they're going to need to catch more passes because they're throw the ball more. Yep. <laughs> so that's the kind of thing. But, but like I said, lovable losers that have made some significant improvements. I don't think they're going to be anywhere near contending for anything, but 
anytime soon. I actually think the Vikings are far more of a sleeper pick to make the playoffs from the division than, you know, the, the Packers will make the division. I understand they don't have the the, the situation with their, I know Devontae Adams is there. I'm very well aware, but um, you still got Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, but, but the Lions will be there. I think they're going to be picking eighth in the 2023. Ooh, okay. <laughs> All right, moving, moving, moving backwards, which is which is always good. It's always not always good to move backwards. In this case, it is. Uh, I like that. <laughs> uh, speaking of the rest of the NFC North, you already mentioned kind of the Vikings and the and the Packers seem to be the top two teams. They're going to be probably fighting for that crown. Probably both trying to get into the playoffs. How do you see that shaking out? Packers, you still give the Packers the edge here, or is it time for the Minnesota Vikings under some new uh, leadership to take the crown? I feel like. If I were a person who was allowed to go to Vegas and make a bet, I would like the bet. I'm not because I work for the league, but um, I would like the bet for the Vikings to make the playoffs. First of all, I think that they're in, you know, the Bears have a lot of work to do. The Lions still have quite a bit of work to do. And even if they just split with the with the the Packers, Packers, I think, easily win the division. But, you know, the, in this division, there's always something wonky that happens. Your division opponents, the Vikings will probably, I would imagine they'll probably split this just because that's the way we see this stuff play out. Um, quite often. So I, I think it's Aaron Rodgers to lose. I actually think like the NFC is just in general is well positioned to make a Super Bowl run because the AFC is so difficult that these teams could potentially, I mean, the like AFC West alone, like beat each other up. You got to be, there's two things you got to make the playoffs. And then it, it really helps if you're healthy in the playoffs because, you know, the good players playing, it's like the, the best way to win games. And that's math. Um, so, you know, I think the NFC just in general is like well positioned to make a, a stronger Super Bowl push, just the, wh whoever the NFC team is, just by virtue of the probability that they have more players who are healthy at the end of the season. So I, I think it's, I think it's kind of Aaron Rodgers to, I, I don't, I don't know if I think the Packers are Super Bowl contenders. I have their defense did get significantly better this offseason. I think that that's where they made the bigger improvements. And I do think Aaron Rodgers will figure out the wide receiver situation. I was actually in Fargo. I toured the North Dakota State facilities, which is better than at least five NFL teams facilities I have been to. Yeah. And Christian, I, I think his new receiver who came from there. And yes, it was a real run first. It was a real run first offense that they ran at North Dakota State. But that one could be a that's a, a fantasy target that I have for kind of a later round when I'm drafting someone who I think could could make a very strong push to be a, a contributor to your fantasy team, you know, come week four or five once they kind of sort out their new receiver situation. Yeah. And, you know, it, uh, speaking of players, you did a pretty good uh, segment on the NFL Network a couple couple weeks ago about guys who just aren't getting enough love. And if we were to focus on the NFC North division, you already just mentioned some guys to watch for in terms of fantasy. Um, but who are some players maybe that aren't getting enough love right now that are in the NFC North that should be? I mean, I think uh, what do you, who you have done there, David Montgomery, maybe? It's David Montgomery, yeah. 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 I, I think you got to look at David Montgomery for Like, that's one of those situations. Like, you have to remember who is the new coach? Where did they come from? What are they used to? Uh, well, the Indianapolis Colts, they ran the damn air out of the football. So I think that coming up with, and I know Eberflus came from the defensive side of the, of the ball, but there are still principles that, and who you employ and how you enact them that are, are and it, it actually helps your defense if you can get the run game going a little bit as well too. So I think that is a really, really strong one. I think that, you know, if, when I look at, when I look at the NFC in general, NFC North rather, in general, 
and I say like, okay, like, you know, what, what are right now? I would like, if I were, that's great for the Packers. It's also great for the Vikings because the other two have some, have some serious question marks, but I look around and I, I think like, you know, you, you got to look, there's a, actually quite a few players on all of these teams, individual players that are a bit overlooked. Um, but if, if for fantasy purposes, David Montgomery is my favorite, but I think, you know, even when you look up and, you know, the, the Vikings have some, some underrated players on defense that are going to become bigger contributors this season. So you'll, you will see that for sure. Swinging to the other North division, um, the Ravens have yet to give Jackson a long-term deal. There's some other situations where this is a, a good move by the, by the team. But in this case, why are the Ravens balking at giving him a long-term deal and trying to say, this is our quarterback moving forward? So I think there's a few forces at play here. First of all, I can firsthand assure you the Ravens are there are some teams that are messy when it comes to their finances and how they negotiate and how they kind of treat the whole system. You know, typically, you know, there are teams that you really, you do see this when you're, you're yeah. like, what are you doing? Um, I think I, I, I think I'm wearing one of them right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's typical. Yeah. But, but it's, but it's the Ravens are not one of them. The yeah. interesting part about like, and you know, Sashi Browns are like thought of, some change there. I think that part of this with Jackson has to do with, look, Ravens are kind of like protocol people and they do reward their people who follow sort of the rules. So I think like, I don't know if Jackson's getting bad advice. He doesn't have a traditional agent ever. This well-documented, you know, he doesn't have an agent. He's trying to do this on his own. I don't know if your first contract as a quarterback should be where you try to do that because a lot of this is about comps in the marketplace. And even when you read on Twitter, so-and-so is getting blah, 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 blah. Other than, you know, the Deshaun Watson, ugh, um, the, the guarantee, the rest of the stuff is all fluff because it's like, if you hit this, it's all, there's a lot of these different triggers in the contract that mean that you could have this number that's almost, almost unachievable. And then by the way, there's voidable years at the end of the contract, which are favorable for teams. So my guess is that ultimately that Lamar Jackson, he will get the deal, but it's his lack of sophistication around how to make it team and cap friendly is probably holding up what we're seeing because, you know, even like I said, Richard Sherman, you know, Richard Sherman did his deals at the end of his contract at the end of his career, not in the beginning. Like, and these quarterback ones, because they take up the most amount of the salary cap, they're very like voidable years, all these things, like the numbers are very, they're hard to, they're hard to, to figure out if you don't, if you don't have a lot of familiarity doing with doing it. So I think, you know, I, I think he's doing himself a disservice, not having an agent for this first deal, maybe the second or whatever one, then you should, you could do you could do without an agent and he, he didn't he was smart to not have one for his rookie deal because that's pretty prescribed so it, it he's smart with that but you got voidable years all these things yeah. very that's how the rams can pull off getting what seems like everyone whereas other teams can't because they have they know how to 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 maximize their efficiency yeah. with with a cap and he's coming fresh off of the heels of you know josh allen getting paid and some other guys getting paid so yeah it's going to be he probably wants that top money and the Baltimore Ravens are probably like, let's, you know, let's try to make a come somewhat in the middle there and let's not. Well, I think, I think it's also a function of how they want to do it. Right. Like 
you know, you're seeing, so Josh Allen's deal is structured one way, Patrick Mahomes deal is structured completely another. Then you see Deshaun Watson's, which can, they're all different. And so knowing how to be creative with the finances and fit the, how the team needs to do, you know, they've been doing their finances a certain way. They need to do it a certain way. So the comps, you know, the, you got to look at the, like the real numbers, which are way harder to find out if you aren't an agent, if it has access to what those numbers are, because they all get submitted to the NFLPA, then the agents can look at it. They can say, this is what this really number is as opposed to what it, it gets reported as on Twitter, which if you're an agent, you're incentivized to be like, I got my client a billion kajillion dollars, right? Because then yeah. other people want to sign up with you. Absolutely. And you mentioned earlier that there's 58 days until we are kicking off. Everyone loves a Super Bowl pick on July 12th. But uh, who do you have as a team that maybe nobody's talking about? We know about the Bills and the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Who's a team that could make a Bengals-type run for this upcoming season? You know, I I was thinking about this one. And if I were, you know, I, I think these like July picks should be about value, meaning like where can you get some like fun value? Because we all know it's very likely that we'll see some of the top, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, a Tom Brady. Oh, sure. Like it, it, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, like these these names that are on good teams, Tom Brady specifically, the Rams specifically feel like some safer picks. But if I'm looking at this, I told you my theory about the NFC because I believe that when you look at the NFC, it's easier path to make it to the playoffs, which is one of the two important things in terms of you know winning a Super Bowl. So when I'm looking at it, I'm like, maybe I look at a team that has taken a big leap in their division. And I think maybe like, I, I, this is going to sound a little crazy, but I think that the Eagles could make a strong push to the playoffs. Eagles are, because they're the division is questionable um yeah. the cowboys get always get everybody loves the cowboys in july right but when i look to see at the cowboys o-line i'm not impressed um and that's usually what makes them what it feels like how the cowboys o-line goes is how their season goes and I, who's healthy like i they have like the names are there but they're are they going to be on the field um so I think that that's an interesting one and, and they have just enough weird juice that it feels like they could make a run at it. So I, I at least I, I think that's one to, to kind of keep it. It's not who I will ultimately pick September one, mm-hmm. but pre training camp before we know anything, that's one that I, I think is really interesting. And then, you know, on the AFC side, I'm doing preseason with the bills this year again. So like, obviously um, I would, I would like them to make it, but yeah. You know, it's, I, honestly, the AFC, though, could be any there's a few teams that, you know, any number of teams could make it from, you know, from that side. Like AFC could beat yeah. each other. AFC West. I don't even yeah. it's really hard to even say that. Like, I think I think that you can never count out Patrick Mahomes because that kid's really special. But the AFC West, I don't even like that whole division seems like it could be a crapshoot, like a total crapshoot to me. So we'll have to see kind of training camp comes and goes. That's why I think the bills might be in a good position because um, the division is a little more achievable. But I also think if I had to be the most unsexiest Super Bowl pick, but if I went just by like probabilities, I might say like Colts, Eagles, disgusting Super Bowl when it's <laughs> not super fun, but think about it. Like the AFC South, who's going to win that division? The Titans are very confusing and the rest, I hate the Texans. Like their roster is, like not good and and the Jags are still a few years away from even I don't don't know what I love Doug Peterson so like whatever but 
So like, if you go like Colts, Eagles for who's going to make the playoffs, I think those two very, very good odds of making the playoffs. I mean, you could even go like something really on Vikings and Colts. Woof. Like all these things are not sexy, but <laughs> you know, like yeah. make, make the playoffs is going to be really tough in the NFC West or in the, in the yeah. AFC rather. And then the, and then the, you could do Rams and Rams and Colts, you know, like that, that could make some sense too, but who wants to pick the Rams? That's no fun. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And it's funny. You, you mentioned that, you, you know, Eagles probably aren't going to be your pick on September 1st. I, I was leaning towards the Eagles as my team coming out of the NFC. So hearing you say that was like, oh, okay. So other people are thinking the Eagles maybe too. Okay. Um, I got yeah, like to I gotta see some of the, you know, obviously a lot of it will come down to what Jalen Hurts looks like this year. Yes. And I, you know, I had a chance to talk to their, at the, at the combine this year, talking to their passing game coordinator. And it's like just simple enough that it could work, but it's not something where I think it's going to become a dynasty, right? Like, so like, it would be like, you know, simple enough to work this year. And then in two years, it'd be like, we figured it out. Like, I, like that's the kind of, I don't know. So, but maybe they'll change it, you know? So it's, it's just interesting to see how these things evolve for sure. Definitely. So we like to end all of our shows when we have a special guest with a little bit thing called a two minute drill. So it's, it's not really two minutes. I'm not even timing it. So don't worry about like getting rushed on the answers. <laughs> it's just a fancy name. Uh, it's just kind of rapid, rapid fire uh, questions with hopefully some rapid fire answers, uh, you know, kind of to simulate crunch time when you got to make up your mind quick on, on the uh, fly. So when you are ready here, I'm going to get yeah, rocking with the same. All right, here we go. First question. So some of these are not football related, but I'm a, I'm a gluten uh, free person, uh, have been for a couple of years and I've been following some of the things you've been putting up on uh, Twitter and on like Instagram with all these different gluten free yeah. things. The uh, Canyon bakery bread looked amazing by the way, off topic, but it's you need to get that. <laughs> you need to get that. that. Make sure you become a sponsor of your show. It's the best. It's so the Hawaiian one, best one. Oh. See, yeah, now, now I got, now I'm a little hungry. But the first uh, question was to kick us off here in the in the, in the uh, two minute drill is what's been your favorite gluten free meal to prepare? And I then did maybe a, eat. Yeah, I did a, um, I did a. Ooh, it's either the deep dish pizza or the French toast. Ooh. The deep dish pizza that was gluten free was pretty fun because it like I don't really like deep dish pizza. I was just trying to make it because it was a Chicago themed thing. And I made it with this like almonds. It was actually really good. I liked it better than regular pizza, <laughs> regular deep dish pizza. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And the French, French toast sounds amazing too. Was that the same it's Canyon Bakery bread? You got to get that. that that's, okay. it's the, yeah. Canyon all right. Bacon. I'm in on it. I'm all in. Uh, favorite Lions moment uh, growing up? <sighs> Anything Barry Sanders did. Um, there's a moment that was memorized by this, like this poster uh, in, I think it was 92. And Nike made it into a poster, but I wa watched it and watched it and watched it like a billion times, like over and over again after that. I think it's against the Cowboys. Really, like, a, it's just like the Barry Sanders, like shifty moves. Love it. Uh, it's It's been out there that you kind of have this goal to run a marathon. And I think almost every single state, or you like to run in like in those kind of marathons, which state wins the angry runs for the hardest marathon that you have actually run so far? Park City, Utah. Not even tough. Okay. Is, is it just very hilly? It was the elevation was crazy and it was like it's in August, so it's like starts at 50 degrees and ends at 90 degrees. It's it was it was I like I was like never. I was like this I hate this marathon. <laughs> so yeah. Brutal. Awful. Okay. Yeah. It was gorgeous. But oh, it was awful. Yeah. 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 Brutal. Uh favorite thing about working for the NFL network. 
my coworkers, I love who I work with. I like they're wonderful. Like ask for a better crew than we've got. Like this past year, I literally didn't have a single coworker that I was dreading working with like at all. It was, it was, it was great. Love them. That's awesome to hear. Now we have talked about your Alliance fan. I'm a New York Jets fan. The Jets and the and the Lions are going to play in the Super Bowl in what year? <laughs> two thousand. I like how you said two and you didn't actually say three. I like how you started yeah. like the two. I, I think I think give them like a hundred years. <laughs> Darn it! All right. Well, then I won't be seeing that one. But uh, still. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, favorite favorite sports movie of all time. Ooh, wow! I mean, the program comes to mind first, but Ooh. is Karate Kid a sports movie? Because I love that movie too. I would count that. Yeah, I would count both that of those. Movie, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and with that one, you get a bunch of spinoffs, and you get a whole series on Netflix. You get a lot. The of original, stuff. though, nothing like the original. Yeah, I would I would agree on that. Uh, and lastly, in the two minute drill, last question here. As a great role, a model for some people trying to get into this field, what's your message for all of the young uh, women trying to make a career in the, in the sports arena? Um, it's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think basically figure out like what you – it's the same I would say to anyone, right? Like figure out the intersection of like where you have a disproportionate passion – a disproportionate ability to stay focused and energized by something. Just be really honest with yourself about like what you like, what you can do, where you can be interesting, different, and and you're gonna get and don't focus on the roadblocks. Focus on figuring out how to overcome them. Creative solutions because no matter what career you pick, it is always going to be full of no's and tricks, and it, nothing's easy. Like no no career is easy. So especially especially in this one it's it's an interesting one because you you know you have to love it you give up your holidays you give up your weekends you give up a lot of things that people really like so if you don't really really love it and if you're not honest with yourself about how much you love it it's not going to feel good and you should be happy most you know figure out prioritize being happy figuring out ways you can contribute to society that's an excellent answer. And actually, you're the closest guest we've had to the actual two minutes on the actual two-minute drill. So appreciate that. Listen, that's, I'm all about guest. precision. You know, I'm all about like precision. <laughs> the previous best was Mark uh, Ross was pretty like quick on his answers. He was firing them out there. But Mark Ross You great. definitely got him. You got him. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking time out of that busy uh, schedule and crunching all the numbers to join us at on a Tuesday afternoon to talk some football I and mean, as you mentioned doing what you love and it clearly shows and we love watching you on tv and getting all the info so appreciate you joining us i promise i will brush my hair in 58 days i just can't do it yet <laughs> hair brushing i mean i gotta i got coding i'm a, I'm a mess it right makes now. you feel any better i didn't actually brush either it makes you feel any better yeah but you got that nice you know you have that fresh cut you know like the fade works yeah. for you like i i have i was like wow i look pretty harsh <laughs> well <laughs> it's like it's all right. Hey, we, we will we will take it any way we can get it. We appreciate you joining us today and giving us all the insight on the on the NFL and the AFC and NFC North. And go yeah, Lions and go go New York. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks, Cynthia.